It's got every letter in the alphabet in it. The quick brown fox. Fox jumps over the lazy dog. Every letter of the alphabet in that sentence. What does that matter? Did you not know that? No. Didn't you write that when you were doing cursive writing when you were at primary school? No. The only cursing I was doing was no, stuff you got to the principal for. Cursive, you oh, idiot. Right. Not curse. Cursive. <laughs> she sells <laughs> seashells by the seashore. Yeah, that's called a tongue twister. Okay. And What's the, the quick, quick brown, brown fox, fox jumps over the lazy dog? It's just I think, stupid. No, it's a, it's like a sentence that then you can write every letter in cursive writing. So I remember having to write it, and you know, remember that they had the line, the guidelines. Yeah, where see, I, I, the, and then you know, where the little tails used to come down with the G and the P. I was schooled in Queensland, ah, where just in the dirt was it outside? You'll you'll love this. <laughs> so I was schooled in <laughs> with sticks in the dirt, was it? Oh. <laughs> So when I when I do a H in uh, cursive, yeah. as you would call it, we we okay. we loop the the top what? of the H. See, so okay. you you do H's like like That's with artistic. a single line, but it looks in, like an R then if you do that. Yeah, but R's are like this for us, right? Ah, see, we do. That's old school, mate. Yeah, we do good old school. So when I when I came to New South Wales, near, in year five, back in the day, they bashed me basically. What the, the teachers basically verb they abused me like essentially for having this writing. Greg McCallum. Greg McCallum, Greg the McCallum was my PE teacher at Condor Park Primary School. Solid, solid Fortunately, he's excluded from that because he just taught PE. He couldn't give a rat's how I did my cursing. Yeah, right. Was he, did, he call you, did he call you offside a few times, mate? <laughs> I don't In think PE. I actually tried or competed. Okay. Anyway, should we do the show? Let's do it. Okay. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 339, Trevor Long, Stephen Fennick, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Hisense, Stephen Fennick in the EFTM studio. Welcome. Good evening, Trevor. Did you have any issues with passport control? No, I wasn't going to crack that joke. It's getting a bit old, that joke. It is, but you haven't been here for a long time. Yeah, it's, been, so, oh, it's been, what, a month? I haven't travelled internationally weeks. for like three weeks and it's oh starting to give me the God, shakes. yeah. <laughs> You're getting cold, cold feet. You want to get on the plane again. <laughs> I'm is worried. That, is that what your wife told you, that you've been here too long? You've got to go? Nah, or? she didn't mention a thing. Yeah, my, She's in the my wife mentioned it. She goes, oh, how come you're not travelling now? What's wrong? Oh. I said, no, nothing. Got nothing on. I don't oh. know why, why that, she would bring that up. Oh, Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Is it anything to do with the strange phone calls during the night and <laughs> strange text messages or? Beep, beep. No, and not at all. Private, they're Love not, show, you, they're not showing. Oh, Love you, Joe. Good suck up. She doesn't and listen. She to loves me. me too. She doesn't. Oh, you speak for her. <laughs> <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. We have the latest in tech news across the week here uh, each and every week on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So the six-monthly story, we could pretty much program a lot of... Imagine if we actually sat down and went, we could do the rundowns for a lot of the shows of the year, like iPhone launches, CES, yep. MWC, and different stuff. One of the st shows is the telecommunications industry ombudsman. And we are currently in the six-month reporting phase. Now, to be clear, I found this not confusing, but it's challenging for a lot of people because they report it mm, wrongly. Um, essentially, the TIO puts out a, a report in the middle of the year. So that's that's now that covers July to December. Yeah. So the second half of the previous year. And then and then in six months from now they won't put out a six month report. They'll put out a full year report, right? So they do a half year and then a full year. And so the problem is what they do right now is they compare July to December 2017 to July to December 2016. 16. Yeah. So instead same of same period year on year. Yeah, instead right. of Jan January to June 2017. You know, yeah. So the number of complaints in July to December 2017 was around 84,000, yeah. up enormously from July to December in 2016, mm. but down on oh, January to June 2017. So, uh, in my mind, complaints are down. They're down from so 90. The first half of 17 was higher than the second half. Correct. Right. And I think that's critical, right? Just, just mm. from my observation, and uh, like people know out my position, especially uh, on the NBN. The NBN's the story today. It's 200% this, yeah. this 100% that. But the fact is, the number of complaints overall went down in the six months. Because I don't think you need to compare a period of the year. It's not, not relevant. Well, just People have the, telco they, services across the year, right? Of course they do. But I think just to, for, to keep it 
in the same to keep it like relevant. They say, okay, we want to. Mate, if you wanted it, it relevant, same. you'd compare it to the six months prior. Well, maybe not, but I, I think the year-on-year year comparison is kind of where they're a little bit OCD. Like oh, that. I just they think they get. The year I think year. the headlines get caught up in the year-on-year year and they're not relevant. Yeah, I, I actually when I first read this report, I'm thinking that's strange because I can remember the last time they put the report out and the story again was NBN. Mm. I'm thinking surely now the complaints of the NBN would have gone down. Yeah. But and they have. we're talking about 2017, the second half of yeah. 2017. So NBN complaints yeah. year on year up a bazillion percent. Compared to 2017. But compared 16. to the six months prior, because people are continuously being connected and they're fixing things, it's down. Yeah. Now, a couple of things that are, that are worth note. Internet complaints slash NBN. Mm-hmm are the third most complained about item. Mobile phones yeah. are the most complained about, uh, sorry, mixed uh, mixed yeah. things. So you, someone with a complaint about their landline and their mobile phone, basically a yeah. complaint about their account or something like that, yeah. is the number one category of complaints. Well, you think about mobile phone, everyone's got one. Yeah, totally. I know everyone's got an internet connection, but not everyone's on the phone complaining about it. Like my, if, if my internet went down at home, it wouldn't be my son or my daughter's on the phone, it'd be me. Mm. So there wouldn't be everyone, but they, they each have their own phone. Yes. So if they have something goes wrong with their phones, then yeah. they're going to complain. And I think it. it's critical to say, my takeout from this report before we dig into it is, telcos suck. <laughs> suck at customer service. Yeah. Like to the nth degree, they just don't well, know how to do it. It's funny. I, I wrote a story, I think it was last week, where uh, the ombudsman, which is a woman, by the way, ombudsman? Judy, Judy Jones, well, now she calls herself the ombudsman, I know. I know. Judy Jones spoke at the Judy Comms Jones. Day Summit. Yes, and uh, she was saying, and it was actually I, I got a, I, I sort of got the good story out of that because I kind of read into it that she was kind of having a bit of a crack at the telco, saying, "Look, you need to listen to your bloody customers," and that was the point she made in this Correct. thing. And I, that, I led that they buried the lead in that release. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, this, this is the lead story here. Yeah, and she was saying that you have to listen to your customers and saying that even some customers haven't had their issues resolved, like a large number. In four months, they hadn't had their issues resolved, which is an eternity when it comes to talking about mobiles, landlines, and, and, and the original. And I didn't see the percentage in this report because the annual report, the one that goes over 12 months, digs into much greater detail about the telcos, yeah. about things. But in the annual report last year, it was something along the lines of 83% of complaints. Once So Trevor's got, let's say Stephen's the telco. I've got a problem with you, Stephen. You're not yeah. addressing my bill correctly. I'm, I'm frustrated. I've rung you 10 times. I ring Amanda, who's the TIO. Do you yeah. know what Amanda does? Amanda just rings Stephen and says, "Sort this out." Sort it out, yeah, no. right. And they and do eighty-three percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. They do. Uh, and Which, doesn't it cost them money? Yes. So the, if the TIO contacts Telstra, or it costs them money. Telstra get the boom. Bill. As soon as you complain, yeah. people like what as the hell? As soon as you complain to the TIO, yeah, the telco gets a bill. That's how the TIO is funded. Motivation, right there. Right? Isn't it? So the fact that. Stephen can't deal with my problem until Amanda gets involved yeah. is just stupid because if they had better processes, and a lot of it is offshoring, but a lot of it is just communication. If, you know, Stephen's call centre would just simply let, you know, have an escalation process, they basically need more kind of middle management in the call centre that says, is that a problem? Oh, let me deal with that one. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I get a lot of complaints. I'm like an ombudsman a lot of the time. Yeah, me too. And you have I this issue. I've got a great contact at Telstra, great contact at Opsis, Vodafone yeah. and the MBN. And if you've got issues with those four organisations, yep. I can get you fixed within days. Yeah, I've, uh, That's I've done tragic similar. to me. I've forwarded emails on behalf of my readers and not only telcos, but also I think there was one oh, yeah. yesterday I sent a Kogan from Kogan, a Kogan customer, yep. and and uh, I said, look, you know, I, I write about your products. My readers read about your products and buy your products. Now they're having a problem with that product. Can you help them? Hmm. Now, in this instance with the TIO, I think that you, you mentioned before, well, the problem has to go if it can't be resolved in the room, it's got to go out of the room and they're back in the room and then it's done. Yeah. So what a monumental waste of time. Now, Energy, money. Why, why, why don't they have, like, you think... Great that, for they'd employment because they're, they're employing people at the CIO. True. But then you think they'd go to school on, say, your complaint might be, I, I'd say that your problem isn't totally unique, that someone has had a similar problem. Yeah. So what do we do in that case? Or uh, You know, even more so, right? I, I respect the challenge that is working in a call centre, right? You cannot know every problem. You cannot know everything. The playbook doesn't tell you everything. You simply need to have points of ex- escalation. In a team mm. of 10, there's one person who's more senior and knows more. That person gets escalated if a person's not happy. But you know the iron- irony here mm. is it's a breakdown of communication. We're talking about the telecommunications. It's a, bra- it's a breakdown of communication because the customer can't express what's wrong 
effectively hmm. for it to be solved properly. So I, I'll, I'll digress heavily, but I'll give you an example. And I feel awful about the way it occurred. But I had a courier misdelivery the other day, the other week, yeah. about a week ago. Um, and I, I got a text message saying we 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 didn't deliver. Well, we'll be back again. I'm like, hang on, we didn't. I was here. What are you talking about? Uh. So I was upstairs having a relax, mate. During the day, a lot. I okay. just take thirty minutes out and I just relax. Were you alone? My f- <laughs> my phone rang. <laughs> Your mother came home. My phone. <laughs> rang. <laughs> You're reading a glamour my magazine. Phone- <laughs> <laughs> my phone rang. G'day, mate. Um, is this Trevor? I went, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, mate, I just got a courier for you here. I said, mate, any chance you're just leaving it there on the porch next to the bikes? He goes, oh, I said, mate, there's cameras everywhere. Just look around. And there are. Yep. You're sweet. No worries, mate. All good. Boom. Yep. Done. Oh, yep. mate, I just couldn't be asked. I'll get it. It's not urgent. Yeah, yeah. So I checked the cameras after I got this message that said I missed a delivery. TNT truck turned up, same, pl- same time this bloke walked down the driveway. TNT driver said to this other courier who'd just spoken to me on the phone and said, mate, anyone home? He goes, no, he's not here. And the TNT bike just drove off. He didn't come to the door, didn't knock on the door, didn't but ring why the did doorbell. Why did you say you weren't here? You just because, spoke to Yeah, because I, I, I didn't tell him I was home. I just said, uh, I, I said leave it there. Uh, I didn't actually make that clear. See, technology so I, the way there. I, and I didn't, frankly, didn't know what this delivery was. And I thought, oh, crap, is it for tomorrow, the Today Show? I just didn't yeah, know, yeah. right? So yeah. I've rung TNT. Yeah. And I've let rip. Like, I've gone pretty hard. Right. Pretty hard on, on the poor woman on the other end of the phone. Mm. I've said, listen, I want my da- I want my address taken off your database. I do not want a TNT truck ever coming to my home. I do not want another company using TNT. I want people to be rejected using TNT crews if they try and send to me because you suck. Because I <laughs> have filled out, and Stephen, you would have done this. Yeah. I've filled out the authority to leave permanently. Yes, yes. A permanent authority to leave. Yep. You have any TNT delivery, have my authority to leave it. Permanent. Yep. It's a yep. tick box, right? So what so did you say to I this? felt bad. Yeah. She goes, I'm sorry, I'll find out where the driver is, see if he can turn back. Oh, no, yeah, good. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't get a call back, but the next, that later that afternoon, I got a call from someone clearly much more senior who went, mate, I've looked at your record. There is a permanent authority to leave. I didn't, even this parcel had an authority to leave. I don't know why it wasn't left. And I apologize. If, it, if I can get him back, I will. Otherwise, it will be tomorrow. And you know what? I kind of won that because th- this bloke realized there was a problem. And, but I shouldn't have had. I shouldn't yeah, have had to. Yeah. It should have just been. It's why true. did that happen? It's true. Can I give you another? I basically example? became my own TIO. I'll give you another example, and this is a telco matter. Do you remember about a month ago, about six weeks ago, where there was a, a gentleman in the Newtown Telstra store who oh, yeah. staged a yeah, sit-in? The police had to come. All right, three policemen came. He was so frustrated with his drama with Telstra, they couldn't fix up the issue. He'd been eighty times on the phone with them. It's just the police ridiculous, turn up, right? it gets escalated. The three policemen came and solved the problem. Yeah, because there was one particularly savvy policeman who said, "Why don't we do this?" And, and they ended up, rather than arresting the bloke and dragging him off, they said, "Well, why don't we do this?" And they actually fixed the problem. Yeah. Why did it take three policemen to do something Telstra could have done? Three policemen. Is is the ana- the analogy for the telecommunication industry, Oldmansman? Yeah, mate. Most of these problems, and uh, you know, I ha- again, you, you see this when you because most companies report back on what happened. You know, especially the NBN. I have a really great relationship there where they say, yep. just updating on this. This is what's happened. Customers very happy. Yep. Most of the time, I've had customers Beautiful. right fixed wireless. Big problem with the NBN. It's quite. It's not the best technology, and it's super slow when it gets congested. Right. And it takes a lot to upgrade. They've got to go out. They've got to do stuff. I've had customers filthy with their MBN, filthy that it's yeah. slow. And I've, I've represented on their behalf, and they've got a response, Stephen, that says it'll be fixed. We're upgrading a tower in four months. Four and months. They've, and they've gone, oh, mate, that's so good. Thank you so much for what? your help. Because they just wanted to they know. Wanted the information. They just wanted. Yeah. It's like you right now. You're frustrated. You don't know when you're yes. getting the You just yes. want to know. Yes. Now, that's a bit different. But if, if you've got a problem, just knowing well, what the solution is and when one, one is a big example. Deal. One last example yep. where I'm, I'm an Optus customer, okay? Optus cable customer, which at the moment, I've got to say, I'll be totally honest, is rubbish at the moment. I think, I don't know whether, this is me speculating, I don't know whether, because the, they know the cable's going to be scrapped in a couple of months. The, the upkeep is not Patrick's there. Patrick's listening, mate. He's filthy yes. on your behalf. Anyway, we'll, we'll get him your address. I remember years ago, there was a massive storm uh, in Sydney and internet down, nothing, couldn't connect to anything. And I remember calling Optus and saying, well, got got through to their call center in India. And I said, I said, mate, do you know what's going on with this? He goes, oh, it appears your connection is fine. I said, mate, do you know how, what the weather's like in Sydney? He goes, no. Well, what is it? I said, there's been a massive storm. And I'm thinking that may have something to do with my internet not being connected. And he goes, oh, no, according to my things, it's fine. And I said, what's the weather there like? He goes, oh, very hot, very hot day here. I went, okay, that doesn't help me, but thanks for your help. 
I ended up because I know people at Optus. I end up sending an email and saying, "Look, I'm I run my business through my internet. I need the internet." And I got a call back saying, "Oh, oh yeah, no, there's been a problem in down the end of your street. Mm. Blah blah blah. There's things." She explained to me what happened. Exactly. She's right, and it should be up and running by tonight. That's all I needed. That's all you needed. I rang India. We got nothing. The guy mm. said, "Oh, the weather's great here, but mm. I've got no idea what the weather's like at your place." Correct. Now, can I just imagine why where people would lose their mind yes. and get angry at the guy in India? Yes. And thereby the communication's not completed. No. So they're saying, "Well, they're frustrated." And and look, I, I don't. And this this is. I don't mean this to sound mean, but I find it hard to understand those people on the call center. I said, yeah. "Mate, sorry, can you say that again?" I, I really struggle sometimes to understand them. It's, so it's, Telstra's in Philippines. It's a completely incorrect PC thing to say, but my, I ha, it doesn't matter whether we're, I'm best mates with someone who has a Scottish, Irish, yeah. or Indian accent. What to say? Takes yeah. me takes me a few minutes to tune in. Yeah. Right. And if you're in the middle of a telco call, they're they're halfway through their spiel before you've tuned in, yeah. and it's a it's a problem. Mm. And I think that the I think the takeout here, right, is that the telcos can solve. I don't know what the percentage is now, but it's high. Most problems. Of what course. you need to do, yeah. unless something's broken, correct. Yeah. But even when it's broken, they can tell you when it's going to be fixed, right? Yeah. What you need to do is remember the TIO. You complaining to the TIO is the worst thing that can happen it's for the telco. It's a lot, but it should be a last resort, though. Correct, but it's it? but because it's the worst thing that can happen for them because it costs them money and because it counts against them as a statistic, threaten it. I've absolutely dropped the TIO. If, I tell people that all the time. If, you, the name, if you're yeah. on the phone and they're not they're not connecting to a supervisor, you say, listen. I'm frustrated, and you, and again, I, I'm guilty of getting angry, and it's the worst thing you can do. But if if you can hold it together, say, listen, I'm really frustrated, and I appreciate you're doing the best you can. Mm. But if you don't have a supervisor call me back within 30 minutes, I am lodging a complaint with the telecommunications industry ombudsman. Yeah, let's avoid that. Get me yeah. a supervisor. Let's get it fixed, but and they probably do damn well hear, will. You want to hear something else funny though? The story that I wrote a few weeks back when Judy Jones spoke at the that summit, she said, "That's an name, Judy." Jones. I know it's just. She said though, name. she said at that summit, she said, and it's funny that only like of all, uh, you see how high the number of complaints are in this hmm. story, right? She said that the TIO is underused. She said only twelve percent of customers even know about the TIO. Yeah. So imagine if everyone knew about the TIO, wow. these figures would be well, through the roof. Well, to, dig- to to move us on onto the NBN because I want to talk about the NBN and TIO just quickly. Yep. The the point of that is twenty two thousand NBN complaints to TIO. The NBN only heard about a thousand of them yeah, because right. the other twenty one thousand were solved by the telcos, right. which proves that that whole theory about the NBN being a balls up is is not great. Yeah. But it's because the telcos are stuffing up. They're yeah. stuffing up the customer experience. It's funny. They're stuffing up the customer service, and it's it's causing uh, grief in the community, and it's causing people grief for their own internet connections. I, I know, I know, you've uh, copped copped a lot of uh, bit. grief about the NBN, right? Really? And and people saying, oh, you know, you've you're... been on Twitter recently, have you? <laughs> I wrote a story yesterday about more than a million customers now enjoying faster speeds on yep. the NBN. That's a story about the how everyone's yep. moving up to the faster bands. And someone someone commented, I think it was on Twitter, saying, "Oh, what are you now? An apologist for the NBN now? Are you? Like, I'm, it's, oh, it's I'm like, disappointed it's, they didn't say no. like Trevor Long. Well, no. <laughs> I'm disappointed I didn't well, get mentioned. Maybe, but but it's it's like it's like the NBN's not allowed to do well because no. you've got to hate it. It's like you can't. When it does well, people think, oh, you you suck. They think you're Mate, you're sucking up to the NBN. Again, we digress. But but people on the internet latch on to bad NBN stories. Great example, Jason Cartwright. You know him, uh, Tech AU. Yeah. Um, lovely bloke. has got yeah. fiber to the home. And congrats. He's just had a little baby. Just had girl. a little baby. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, uh, fiber to the home in re- regional New South yeah. Wales, Victoria, right? Yeah. Um, on the border. So that's why I say that. Um, so he's got great. And he connected with My Republic. I remember he had dramas connecting, but that's not uncommon with the yeah. internet, let alone uh, My Republic. Yeah. But great speeds. 100 plan, you know, 95, 40. Yeah. Uh, over the last few days, complaining, you know, the speeds have been like 10, 11, 12, what? whatever. Awful. And I said to him, My Republic. Yeah, I said, mate, it's probably the point of interconnects. It's probably My Republic don't have their own bandwidth in your area and they're wholesaling it through another provider. Um, you're going to have dramas. He said, mate, bloke down the street from me has got My Republic as well, doesn't have these problems. I went, okay, that's interesting. Mm. I said, listen, switch to Aussie Broadband. Yeah. Guess what he did today? Switch to Aussie Broadband. Switch to Aussie Broadband. And guess what the outcome was? 95 meg down. 9340, pretty much, you know, right? Warm. So unbelievable speeds. People who hate the NBN would have latched onto his initial, you know, hatred and yeah. saying it's crap technology, not knowing he's a fiber of the no fiber yeah. of the premises. Yeah. But people who hate the NBN won't latch on to the fact that uh-huh. the problem was solved by a telco. 
Switching telcos, same person, same yeah. house, same connection, same modem, same everything, different telco, but a hundred percent different but, result. So my republic had so the, the bandwidth was sort of ran out in his area. Yeah. Like so my republic have of the one hundred and twenty one points of interconnect, so yep. call them communities around Australia. Yep. My republic have their own pipe into a hundred of them. Yep. But twenty one of them, they're still not there yet. They're still rolling it out, right? Right. And so his so his was one where his they was were one of those. on selling it, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. And so they take Optus bandwidth. And Optus, can, you, can you not find that out when you sign up to a? Company? You have to ask them. If so you don't where's ask your them, point of interconnect? Like, do you got to tell them? No, no. You, you're, everyone you has them. the same point of interconnect. You can't choose your point of interconnect. No, no. But I'm saying, do you have? Do a, you have a, 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 your own, own linking managed bandwidth at my POI yes. point of interconnect? Yeah. Again, Aussie Broadband, I'm just wrapping them. But, you yeah. know, they, they have graphs that tell you, yeah, right. and they do. They have their own interconnected every... Inter- so okay. the point being, people on, on the internet love to latch onto the bad stories, yeah, but course. don't accept of course. the simple yeah. solutions yeah, that course. come from them. That's how it so works. So you're right, MBN, uh, a million customers switched up to the yeah. high plan. Mostly, I would tell you, as a result of Telstra upgrading. Because yeah. remember, Telstra upgraded nearly a million people Without them doing a thing, normally yeah. you've got to ring and say, "Can I have a higher speed plan, please?" Twenty-five. No. They how just they talk Telstra customers. No. Oh yeah, that's the customer. <laughs> is that yeah. how they talk. Hey, <laughs> mate, if you're with Telstra. Oh, hey. Um, <laughs> hey. What do you sound like if you're from Optus? You sound like me. I'm from hey. Optus. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. You can't say more than hey. Yeah. Hey. Because hey. that's what if you're signing up with those companies, you you haven't had a conversation about the MBN. Yeah. Unless you've got some bundle package, it's the only reason mm. to be there. So, uh, you know, Telstra, to their absolute credit, upgraded everyone. Yeah, boom. On the 25 yeah. plan up to the Even 50. Even non-NBN people got their unlimited. Remember, they got unlimited data. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. it's the speed that matters. And Absolutely. So that's, that's made a big difference. I think it's gone from 83% of people were on the slowest speed plans, yeah. 12 and 25, to now just 64%. So nice. a huge percentage of people have boosted up. And now we've got Kogan coming into the market yes. with NBN plans. Their plans, $58 if you sign up for 12 months. He's, uh, he's in there everything now, isn't he? He also, I think he announced pet, pet insurance, insurance yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. He's a lunatic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, so, and, and people go, oh, but what about the service? And Mate, it's just, he's just reselling Vodafone. Vodafone. Yeah, Mate, exactly he's just, right. Vodafone managed the whole back end. Yeah. He's literally just branding it. And putting no call center up and having an online only interface, and that's how he yeah. ma- manages the cost. So if there's any dramas, they ring Vodafone. Pretty much the call center. That's, no, that's well, not if, sweet. If deal. you have any dramas, you pretty much got to go through their online portal, and then you then, right? you, then you put through to a, the Vodafone phone number. I don't think Is you'll ever get a phone number with Kogan. Like think about it, the customer yeah. service isn't related to phones. Right. You've got to remember that. So yeah, of course. There probably is a way or we'd have to check and someone will score me for it. But yep. essentially they're using Vodafone's back end. So it's not yeah. a bad deal um, to use Kogan. Prices Amazing prices, yeah, probably yeah. the cheapest that are out there, you know, by ten cents or so something. So the bronze and the silver are the same price. So the the twenty five and the fifty. Yeah, I mean you get yeah. the fifty of the price of the twenty five. Which is the whole the every if listen, last thing I'll say about the NBN. If you're on the NBN and you're on the twenty five plan, Ring your telco and upgrade to the 50. You should not pay an extra cent. If they try and charge you an extra cent, give them the ass because yeah. the cost to them as a wholesale through NBN is the same for the 25 mm. and the 50. That's but how the NBN achieved that 1 million speed boost. Isn't the NBN going to do some more wholesaling more, more, in May? Yeah, more yeah. Excuse me, price changes in May, right. which should result in as good, if not better, deals in the mid to high range speeds. Sweet. And so the, if you, for our listeners that are already on the NBN and have the flexibility to go to a different telco, Yep. then that would be a good way to play them off against each other. 100%. You say, Look, if you're not getting this, the, the sweet speeds that the NBN would offer, then you can say, like Jason, say, look, I'm Threaten to leave. Um, uh, I, I, I was watching the tweets today to Jason and Aussie Broadband, because I said, I don't know how long it'll take, mate, but it shouldn't should be a few hours. They said the average is t- between 15 minutes and two hours to churn. So go from one, right. to not, not to get connected to the NBN for the first time, but just go from one provider to another. Really? So if, if you've got all the, all the if stuff, you've got all, the box If you've got the network termination device, yep. the NBN box, whether so, it's satellite or otherwise. So that's what the modem connects to, that little box. That's that's the end of the NBN's network is right. a little box in your home. Right. So this, this is what it looks like at my place. My mum, I went up on the weekend, yeah. she got a little box on the wall from the nice. satellite. That's the end of the NBN's network. And then you plug your bit into that. Your bit, in other words, so, modem. Your modem, yeah. Yep. And so the modem can work on every ISP. Yep. So you can change. So he could have used the modem that was supplied by... Um, Correct. I think it's different with Fiber. Republic. It's dif- you know, it's different with Fiber to the premises, premises, and it's also different with Satellite. I noticed there was no modem. There was just that for my oh. mum, and I just plugged an Orbi into it. Worked. Wow. Boom. Yeah. So no modem. I wonder because... how Fiber to the curb will work. That's what uh, I'm getting. I don't know. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Hopefully I'll find out soon. There was a guy, a couple of guys outside in my pit. Mate, my telecom pit. There's, there's been a memo, internal memo leaked uh, to me from inside NBN, which says, "Can we just not talk to Stephen Fennick anymore?" <laughs> yeah, right. Just don't talk Is to that the right? boy. He's a really? pest. 
Well, like, well, every time they're there, I say, g'day, yeah, boys. You're a pest. G'day, boys. <laughs> Mate, take them some scones or lamingtons. Mate, I will. I'll take them a case of beer if it gets me to the NBN quicker. And I'm going to say, mate, you know that little, the, just the 10 metres to my house here? How about if I just buy you a little length of fibre? Can you just can you you keep go the rest on, of the way? You keep rabbiting on about it. You need to lodge an application for technology choice. You may have a great conduit. It may be a very cheap thing. And I know how much money you spend on rubbish, like home theatre projectors. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Mate, two or $3,000. Yeah. Let's say it was that. And I, I, yeah. there's, there's a huge chance it won't be. Yeah, but what's the difference? Is it going to make that much difference? We're replacing ten meters of copper with fiber. Is it no, going to make no, that much difference? No, absolutely so none today. Point? But in but yeah, down the track. Very yeah. very soon. Like we'll put it this way: if I go to the Aussie Broadband website now and type in my account and try to upgrade speeds, hundreds the maximum. But if you're on a fiber to the premises home, you can get to two hundred. Yes, like you can choose well, higher speeds. Two fifty, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Wow. So immediately, if you had fiber to the premises, yeah. you would have higher speed choices. Okay. Right. I, honestly, good, good I don't think it's a bad thing to ask the question. Sure, it'd be tax deductible too, wouldn't it? Through yes, the, through the business. Yes, absolutely. Do you need me to ask for you? Do you want me to? I'll be your, I'll be your TIO. Can you be my my? Contact, I'll send mate? your address. Can on. you be my mole inside yeah, the NBN? Yeah, no, I don't want to be your mole. <laughs> two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. The latest ULED TVs from Hisense are here. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back, and it's got features customers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. Now, ULED is the result of more than 50 internationally patented technologies, and they all work to bring out the best of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution. You've got HDR Plus on board as well. Wide color gamut, local dimming, and they all add up to a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 also includes Netflix, and you can watch 4K HDR shows. There's also Stand, Freeview Plus, and YouTube all built in. Now, using the Hisense interface, customizing your TV viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series TVs also come in a range of sizes, including 50, 55, 65, and my favorite, the massive 75-inch. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense, see the incredible. I don't know where to start, Stephen. So we have basically Samsung, LG, Panasonic, Hisense, everyone coming out at the same TV time. TV season, as I've said on about 58 radio interviews this week. Before, TV season. Before we talk about TV season for 2018, yep. we should talk about the fact that it's also the best time to get a deal on a TV. Absolutely. Like Let's all the 27, uh, Harvey Norman's running ads that say, you know, run out, basically. It's like yeah. car ads. You know, 2017 models have yeah. to 27 go. 27 plated cars. They, I mean, they, they they essentially need to get yeah. rid of them. A, floor stock. B, they need to make room. Yeah, they've they got to make room in the warehouse. Yeah, true. If you're looking for a TV, yep. you know, this weekend, because basically the new models really need to start shipping in the next, yeah, week, next or two, week or two. Yeah, right. This weekend is an amazingly great weekend to walk in and say, you know what, mate? I really want a 65-incher. What's the best what deal you can you get me, me right? And then yeah. say, so what's your what's your LG? What's your Samsung? What's your high sense prices on your sixty yep. fives or your seventy fives? Whatever you're looking for, yeah. And and weigh it up, mate, because yeah. there's huge value. And the reason there's huge value, as we've said, is the new models are coming. So, and just um, to be clear, the twenty seven TVs are still pretty nice. They're, they're they're only a year old, and they have all most I, of the features you'll get in the brand new TVs. I had a bloke ring me today on uh, six PR in Perth, and he said, um, he said, mate, love your show, long time listener. <laughs> no, he, rap, give yourself a rap, what are <laughs> He said, uh, he said, mate, I'm in the market for a new TV. I said, yeah. how old is your current one? He goes, three years. I went, jeez, okay. Three years, wow. He said, but I love my gadgets. Love having yeah, them. Right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Where's he going to put the new TV? In, in his in lounge, the lounge room. room, same place as the old one. So he's go? looking at, I think it was a 55, but anyway, he's, he's looking at a Samsung. Yep. And there's one on, on JB's or somewhere for like, call it 1600 bucks. 65-inch TV? No, 55. 55, sorry. Um, okay. And he said... Pretty good deal still. He said, mate, how's that going to stack up against next year's? And I had a look, and the the, the comparable model was... Because it was a Q7, yep. QLED, yep. QLED, um, was was the new version, the 2018 model, because we have the pricing we'll talk about in a sec, was thirty six ninety nine. So we're talking... It was like to... Probably, cheaper. I think it worked out actually be 1800 whatever he was paying. It was 1800 still cheaper. pretty good. I said, mate, it's... Do you know what? I would struggle to say to you that you should wait for the 2018 model because it's beautiful. Yeah. The picture quality is better. Maybe has ambient mode. I don't know if the Q7, I think it does. All the Q series yeah, do. all the QLEDs do, yeah. But I don't know that that's a bigger 
Do you know what I mean? It's real tough. If right. if money, it's two thousand bucks in it though, isn't it? A lot of money. Yeah. Like, why would you wait for the twenty eighteen? That's my number well, one problem right now. Is why would you wait for twenty eighteen well, in I this think, in this three week period when they both yeah. coexist? Yeah. What's the What's well, the selling I, point? I think I think there's people who just want they just they have comfort in the fact that they've got the latest. Yeah. They don't. They they think okay, this is brand new. It's got all the new features. I'm comfortable with my purchase. You know, they they have that assurance. Correct. So, and I agree. Which is why they ring people like you and me to say, look, should I buy the new one? Should I get the old so one? So the That's my still answer to decision. that is, if money is a driving factor, then no, buy the 2017. Absolutely. But if you are looking to uh, to to buy a device that is going to be in your home for five to seven years, which most TVs probably are, probably longer even, then it is probably worth waiting, frankly, a couple of months until those prices drop yeah. off pretty quickly. And, and let's be clear, I think there will be competition with the new pricing. There will be oh, yeah. Harvey's be playing up hard against I haven't JB. seen many exclusives in the lists, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, and Samsung, too, uh, will... I haven't seen any curved TVs either. No. Curves are gone, I think. Um, I'm going to confirm that and write that on Tech Guide tomorrow if that's yeah. true. But... Um, curved TVs seem to have sort of disappeared off, oh, the, off the list. I now. was under the understanding there was two curves. But this was at the curves. launch. This was at the launch in, in uh, New, York. New York. Right. I asked that Maybe question. Maybe not for Australia. Yeah. Well, uh, I got so the there sense. There wasn't one at the... I went to the local launch last week. Yeah. Um, and not one of them there. Right. So I All got flats. the sense that there was going to be like one model. So that mm. basically so they could avoid your story. But well, they, may have, they may have not been able to get Harvey's or someone to range it, essentially. Maybe. Here's a fun fact. Completely unrelated. But no, very related, but... Fun <laughs> fact. Down track. Yeah. Um, my wife's grandfather has, I don't know what the eyesight issue is, but, you know, he's very old and his eyesight's not, not great at all. Glaucoma. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. But okay. apparently the curved screen TV, sensational. Right. He's bought What's a this? brand new 55-inch really? curved TV because the viewing experience is better for it. Wow. What about that? Well, the curved TV, when you think about it, it literally is the shape of your eyeball. Yeah. So it does, if, if it's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah they're going to miss okay. out if there's no new curves coming. Well, that's right. So, Samsung okay. uh, didn't really kick it off. Panasonic did. But let's talk about Samsung first. Samsung, yep. 75 inches was the go big or go home headline act when they... Because yeah. they, their big thing in New York, and I'm assuming at the launch locally, was you know people want bigger TVs. They're asking yes. for bigger TVs. The viewing experience... Is is, it's okay to sit close to your TV, before, you right? Trip? Yeah, mate. But then... <laughs> I'll take it anyway. Um, <laughs> so, 75 inches is this kind of sweet spot. They've got, yeah. se- they've got five 75-inch mm. TVs. Starting at three nine nine nine, which I'm pretty sure is exactly the price I picked, and going up to ten four nine nine. Correct. Ten four nine nine. One thing they emphasize too is the fact that uh, today, maybe years ago, they say, "Oh, there's a viewing distance. You got to sit." A yeah, I was just saying space. you can sit closer. Yeah, two point three meters in front of a seventy-five inch TV. So people think, "No, oh, I don't have a room big enough for that." Well, in fact, you do have a room big enough. Two point three. Your mum will slap massive. you around, but well, but they say it's because of the four K experience. Now you can. It's a lot clearer. Lots it's a lot clearer. You can't see the pixels. Yeah, same with the, it was the same with projectors. Like projectors now, 4K, I could sit, sit a meter from the screen and it's fine. Mate, Not you've got a 2,000 inch screen. You're going to be looking around <laughs> the whole movie. You're going to yeah. get a sore neck. But it's uh, it's it will come to that point where the resolution is so good, those old rules just thrown out the window. See, what's interesting here is the the point we made earlier about what's the difference between 2017 and 2018. It's hard to upsell people to a TV, yeah. but I tell you what, you can upsell size. Yeah. Oh, mate, how big's your TV? Fifty-five inch. What about this yeah. thing, mate? I'm. It's a terrible thing to say, but I'm completely oblivious to the size of a sixty-five inch TV now because we got sixty-five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We still have people around, yeah, re- rarely. Yeah. But when we have people around, they're like, "Jesus, look at that!" And I'm like, "Oh, it's just a, just a sixty-five just a TV. inch TV, right?" Yeah, yeah. But why? Well, what have you got? Is yeah, I know. And you're like, "Oh my god, you got fifty-five. I'm like, oh, what embarrassing. <laughs> What are you buying a 40-something yeah. inch TV for? That's it's, disgusting. Well, is it funny how you can quickly get used to it, though? Isn't that's it? my oh, point. When you first got it, you thought, whoa, it's a big TV. But now but I look now at it, you look at now it, I look at it and go, TV. that's a big wall. Could definitely yeah. fit 75 inches Absolute. there. Well, I did the same. <clears> in my theater, I started off with a 110-inch screen yep. and then thought, you know what? I want, I want bigger. And yeah. then I went to 150. Yeah. So uh, I think I've hit the limit now. I don't think I'll so go I think, bigger. So I think the 75-inch is is what the retailers are clinging on to because it's mm. hard to sell TVs today. Yeah. You know, five years ago, you had to sell TVs because you were switching from analog to digital. But today, yeah. you're simply just waiting for people's TVs to break or for them to see a feature they want. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I'm sorry, the features are not that amazing that they're worth buying a new TV for. I reckon there'll be a, I reckon the larger percentage of people will be the customers moving from a 55 to a 65. 55 no seem to be the... 
the remember years ago when flat screens came out, everyone had a forty-two inch, forty-two. If you had a fifty, everyone went, whoa, mm. big TV. I think fifty-five became the new normal for people a yep. few years ago. I think this year we'll see them thinking, no, we're going to go sixty. But that's exactly you the see point, the bulk right? of the sizes. They're, they're mainly yeah. sixty-five. But you're being 65. teased with the seventy-five to yeah. to then find out you can't afford it, so you get the sixty-five. Essentially, you're being teased up to the sizes. Yes, and that's what it's about. It's about getting your business uh, yeah. for a bigger size TV because Harvey's want and JB and everyone they want you to buy there because essentially. They lock you in. You can't take it home that day. You got, mate, unless you got a truck. They deliver it, yeah. It's a big they TV. deliver them and they install yeah. them these days. So make sure you get the delivery yeah. installation included. So with the Samsung, I'm really, really impressed with the uh, that one the mounting the bracket, one, the the one clear cable connection. Oh yeah, that's the one cable. Did you see the mounting bracket though? No, they didn't. Flexible. That. Oh my yeah, right. god. So yeah. in most of them, it's an option, but in like the top mm. of the line. You know, you put it on, you got a laser yeah. level and everything. You put yeah. it on, you put it on a ten degree angle, and then yeah. the actual TV can be tilted <laughs> until it's fixed in place. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like hanging really, a painting. It's very, really very easy. smart. Mounting but that that single cable though was really, really interesting. So it's data and power. Yeah. And they pulled out Paul Paul Colley, one of the one of our uh, Samsung trainers there. Yep. He pulled out a bunch of cables that 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 little skinny cables replacing. Like you know when you want to mount a TV, yeah. You got to drop the cables into the wall and drop them down, and all all your inputs are at the TV. Yep. Now there's one little cable that's thinner than a skipping rope. It's and amazing, it's, and it's only slightly bigger. It's probably two, two or three of last year's yeah. clear cable combined. You can't see, you can't even see it on the wall. It's no, virtually it's, invisible, mate. It is a very smart system. Ambient it's probably mode. the big selling selling point, other than ambient mode. I like though, ambient mode. See, my I'm problem with ambient mode, ambient I still mode. love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, a on fan. a brick wall, it's yeah. mind blowing, right? Well, I'll tell you what, ambient mode is going to do. It's going to convince the partner to get the TV. Let's we'll have a little imaginary yeah, scenario yeah, yeah. where you I walk in and think, "Whoa, wow, let's get that big, that new Samsung looks awesome, big TV, beautiful." And then they switch ambient mode on, which puts like a like a little bit yeah. of artwork on the kids' photos and the weather information, or it replicates the wall it's sitting on. And I think then the partner goes, "Ooh." That looks that look nice. Mm. So rather than have these ugly black rectangle on the wall, that's my suddenly thing. it looks good. Oh, that's why I think the brick wall is a great example of how it works. Yeah, but it's not. A, I don't know anyone with a TV mounted on a brick wall. Me neither. So we got a white wall. I need yeah. to be able to convince Amanda that it's going to look nice to have the weather or the time yeah. or or, or, the home, clock or, or photos. Or yeah. I want photos. Yeah. I want I want a, an album full of uh, family yeah. photos to to just appear there and work through. I think well, it'd be it'd, really it'd, nice. It'd work well because they had an interesting stat about it that the most TVs are off eighty percent of the time. Eighty yeah, percent right. of the day they're tw- switched off. So you can imagine them if they're in the yeah. background, it'd look quite pretty. The only disappointing thing, and you can see this being a 2019 feature, is the ambient mode is not like the frame. It doesn't come on automatically. It doesn't turn off when there's no one in the room. Yeah. You have is to, there a sensor on the TV? There's no, no, there's no it. sensors. There's a button okay. on the remote where yeah, instead right. of turning it off, you switch ambient, ambient mode. mode. Right, okay, cool. So it's yeah, not intelligent good. in that sense. And they've get, and again, Samsung have their good, better, best, as do all the brands. So totally. They've got QLED. They've got their uh, premium UHD, they yep. call it, and they've got their normal UHD. Uh, and still great features in all of them. I think the difference is just, I think, the type of HDR, the 100 hertz, then there's 200 hertz, and then there's QLED. So, yeah, the good, better, best in all of them that we're going to be talking about. But Samsung uh, kicked it off pretty nicely, I thought. They're, mm. they're, they're the leaders in the market, so they're naturally uh, setting the pace here. So then you go to LG, and I got the sense, certainly at CES, that LG's biggest hype was going to be around their image processing, something I think Sony's more renowned for than anyone else, mm. and really trying to enhance the viewing experience for the normal content that we watch, because we're yeah. not watching 4K most of the time. Yes, and that's part of the Alpha 9 processor is going to upscale that's that right. content. So that, that's, that's interesting. But here's, I think what their secret source is, their, their point of difference is the AI. You know, they've got the thin queue, and yeah. how you can talk to the TV. No other TV you can talk to. Google Assistant's coming in. Hang on. You can talk to Samsung. Well, it I wasn't. They didn't make a point of it. Mate, I do it all the time. On, on your just, TV you just today. Press the, press, yeah. press the remote control, say channel 90. Okay. Well, it works in, fine. in there, but the AI that's involved, you can yeah. say, like, the TV's not loud enough. And then it'll think, okay, I better turn the volume up. Right. So they've got the natural language processing that can understand what you're saying. If you say, mm-hmm. oh, um, the, the TV's not loud enough or it, it's too quiet. It'll understand that and turn the volume up, or you can say, "Find well, me kids' movies." Turn the volume up. Well, it just you're not locked into these certain phrases. It just understands what you mean. Mm. That's so. That's part of the AI that they're offering. 
and one of the things that they demonstrated today where they said, um, show me kids' movies, and then all the content came across, or show me dramas starring uh, Kurt Russell or whoever. And is then, it Universal searching that across Stan and Netflix as well, or um, where's it getting that from? Um, Google Assistant is going to come in the second half of the year, they said, so that'll be just like a, probably a firmware upgrade. Uh, but that's just their own AI thin queue on working on it. So that's not Google But where's assistant. it searching? What content? Well, obviously got to go to the internet and back. So it's their own content collaborators on the TV. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's searching Big Pond movies or what, but it had a whole row of stuff and showed movies all various kinds. I'm not sure if it's indexing Netflix or what, but that's just another feature that they have that others don't, unless you've got Apple TV, which allows you to do that on any television. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, it was an interesting look, launch. Yeah, they, uh, they really did a good job of explaining clear, it. To be very I think it's amazing technology. Yeah. They're definitely pioneering it, but I don't see the demand for it. Yeah. I, I, I think in down the track, you know, when we're talking smart appliances and the smart home, I think that that might be something that the customer may think, well, you know what? We may not use it now, but it'd be good to have when we get a new fridge and a and you new know who wins, machine. I'll tell you who wins the smart home race out of Samsung and LG. Yeah. The first one of those to stand up at CES on stage with a LG TV yeah. and turn on or off a Samsung washing machine. Like, cause they've yeah. all talked well, about Sam- open ecosystems. Uh, Samsung kind of did talk, that. They, no, Samsung they, did they that. talk about open ecosystems, yeah. but they've yet to demonstrate a <laughs> Samsung and an LG talking to each other. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, until that happens. Samsung kind of alluded to the fact that they do have, they can, you can control other products. Yeah. From, they've got their smart things. Their it's very good and all that. But, but mate, until you can get your yeah. top, <laughs> your top TV talking to your top washing machine talking to you, mate, it's just, yeah. it's all hype. It should be just agnostic. Just everyone works the same no matter what. Oh. Like, like a PowerPoint, you plug any plug, any correct, correct plugs in or PowerPoint. It just works. Yeah. So my point is, I agree, the ThinQ is amazing and it's good technology. Very nice. But I think the selling point of this year's LG TVs is the A9 processor, that up, the upscaling. The Alpha 9, yeah. That, Alpha that, 9 that processor. works really yeah. good. Also with, uh, with with sort of giving you a really smooth image, so up to 120 frames per second, yeah. upscaling as well. Because this is you, the you point, think right? about what you watch on your 4K is not TV 4K. is not 4K. Like, did you watch uh, the example I gave today was the Commonwealth game. So if you watch 72 or one yeah. of those SD channels, you're looking at the TV thinking, whoa, what's wrong with this picture? Because we're so used to and spoiled by HD. But even but HD it, is only 1080, and it broadcast exactly. HD is not as good as uh, other HD. So... You know, the upscaling is critical. I really think that's LG's best advantage, but it's a hard thing to sell verbally and visually. So retail yeah. level, it's oh, difficult. But that OLED, boy. Mate. The wallpaper is brilliant. They've Full got two, stop finish. They've got two other, two, they've got the W, which is the wallpaper. Yeah, but I, it's, it's the one the, underneath that has the glass yeah, back. Yeah, it's like it's the winner. floating. It's mm. beautiful design, isn't it? So they've got three levels of OLED. Yeah. Then going into their super They kind of had to go hard on OLED again because Absolutely. now they're competing against bloody Panner and, Panna uh, and Sony. Right. But also, too, with and what, what sense, so. will the, um, they've also got their nano cell TVs, which is the Super UHD, which is then competing against the QLED. Although Samsung would like to think QLED is competing <laughs> against OLED. It's not. But LG has got the similar technology with the nano cell that's competing with that quantum dot technology mm. as well. And their big, uh, the big takeaway from that is the fact that the nano cell TVs have got a brilliant viewing angle. Have you seen that? They yeah. did a really good demo at CES where you can sitting, be sitting almost sideways and yeah. still see great color. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, LG, great job. OLED, of course, is king. They've also got the Super UHD, UHD 4K, and a lovely range of audio products with their partnership with Meridian. Hmm. Did you? Uh, we heard the sound bars and their, their smart speakers come out. Beautiful sound out of them. Uh, they're a UK-based company, so really massive audio legacy, and they're going to be bringing a lot of their smarts to the TV, to the sound bars, and to their speakers. So uh, good work from LG. So then our sponsors, Hisense, um, announced their pricing today. Um they seem to have pushed again very hard, just in a pricing sense, yeah. to, to look premium. They have. Uh, they're, they're kind of a mixed bag to me. I think that there are, at their premium, they're as premium as everyone else, but they do have some entry level, like Series 7s, that yeah. are still pretty competitive. So mm. I think, again, their good, better, best model here, I think the bulk of their customers would be a Series 7 customer, yep. but... 
if others want to take the the go the leap and go the 75 inch series 9 which is comparable like i think a few thousand dollars cheaper than a samsung 75 inch mm. so there's some value there and their uled technology uh is still the black levels just how they do it all these patents they've got looks really nice uh, their the, ribbon the, the menu the series works really nine well. with the with the thousand yeah. zones of dimming is spectacular absolutely and the, the designs are slightly different in each model as well so you're not getting there's a distinction between the three mm. i think they've done really well but to of sort note, of space it out no word of their oled well they said they're not going to have it till q3 yeah, so they haven't they haven't announced that. I think which, that'll be a late in the year. Which product. is massively disappointing given their yeah. World Cup sponsorship. Yeah. They are the official team of the FIFA World Cup and they yep. couldn't bring the OLED out in time for it. Yeah. Disappointing. But what, but what they do have, though, is game mode for gamers. Yep. So what they do with the gaming, say you've got a, a PS4 Pro, if it's connected to the Hisense, it doesn't need upscaling. It doesn't need to any other processing. It turns that off so that your latency is really fast. Mm. So there's that there's mode. And you mentioned the World Cup. They've also got sport mode as well, so it can display sport really well. So that's two modes that they've really made a point of, uh, of uh, highlighting because a lot of gamers out there, because 4K content doesn't just come in the form of movies and TV shows. Yeah. Games are in 4K as well. In fact, I'd say there's a lot more gaming going on than most other Absolutely. things. Absolutely, yeah. So I guess that, that really leaves a few others. The Panasonic, the jabs. Yeah. Also interesting, TCL, yeah. I've got QLED. Um, yeah, TCL have QLED. I think I'm getting that this week to review. Um, yeah, yeah. The And then there's Pana with uh, OLED and others. So it's a solid range of TVs. Yeah. Panasonic, I was very impressed with. The, I went to their launch. They had a real, they've got a nice partnership with Fox with The Greatest Showman. So they had the costumes from the show there and uh, the, the scenes from the from the movie. And Mate, who gives a rats? Tell us about the TV. Well, no, the TV, I was just saying, the TV, the, the scenes on the TV looked amazing. And, and Panasonic's claim to fame here is that they're used as a reference monitor in Hollywood. Right. So, so much so, they've, they've even named the processor after, the Hollywood Cinema Experience, That's HCX. Great, but let's be clear, they're not using Panasonic consumer TVs as reference well, monitors. Well, they're using, they're using Panasonic OLED TVs as reference monitors. Standard in consumer yes, they TVs? Are. They are. So, the people who do the color correction, the editing, they're using those. So, Panasonic's saying, look, Hollywood's using our TV, and what you see on a Panasonic TV is what a Hollywood director, how the, the movie's meant to look. And I've got to say, it looked fantastic. Their new top of the line. They've got two level models of uh, of OLED. The top of the line model looked spectacular, really nice. It's also got a, a little uh, Technics speaker built into it. Panasonic owns Technics, mm. so really nice little addition there as well. All right, big stuff uh, from all the TVs uh, details at eftm.com and techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, a bunch of great devices that will improve the internet in your home. And they are headlined by the Orbi. Uh, Orbi is a simple Wi-Fi solution that provides what we call a mesh network across your home. So there's not two networks with a range extender. It's one single network, one single set of speeds all the way across your home. The number of people that we've referred this to, the number of people who've come back to me and said it's amazing is still mind-blowing to me. I don't think I've ever had a product that's had so much uh, positive response. If you are willing to invest in better Wi-Fi for your home, you will get great results if you choose Orbi by Netgear. Find them out now and get the details at netgear.com. All the details of Orbi, their home Wi-Fi solution. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, um, we talked a while ago, maybe a month ago, about Optus releasing for like an hour yeah. some weird unlimited plans, but it turns out they're uh, they're back with a vengeance with some solid unlimited uh, mobile data. Yeah, they have. They're, this is the Unleashed plan that was, uh, now it's for real. They, they did offer it, I think, for an hour or so back in March, but now they're back. And while you are getting unlimited mobile data, there is a serious catch, though, to it. Mm. Now, it's 60 bucks for a 12-month contract, unlimited data, but what's the catch, I hear you asking? If you're streaming music and video or tethering your mobile device, you Bob are going to be speed-limited to 1.5 megabits per second, which isn't that, isn't that fast. If you want to stream, if you stream mm. a lot of music, that's fine. Streaming video might, might not be good. very good. So uh, essentially, it's unlimited for things you're doing on the phone. Yeah, so put the brakes on. But another another catch is the fact that people are thinking, well, wow, I'll get an unlimited plan. I won't need the NBN. I'm going to just use my unlimited plan. Well, we've got news for you. You won't be able to do that either because what happens that uh, during the congestion periods, which is usually at night after dinner, they call it the Netflix hour, people get online, uh, heavy unlimited data users are going to be deprioritized. So you're going to go to the back of the bus. 
you're going to have slower speeds, even even slower speeds at those congested times. So if you're going to take advantage of all that data, you're going to do it really slowly. So who's it for then? Well, Just for people that want peace of mind over their bills? Maybe for families. Like they do have a deal where the second SIM costs 50 bucks, the third SIM is 40 bucks. So maybe you may have a, like a, a small business or a little a family plan that you might not have good, uh, you might not want internet at home, but this will do you for that. I'm mm. not sure. But uh, it is, it sounds great on paper, but I think in the real world, you'd be better off just getting paying for. Hundred gig a month if you're a heavy data user, paying the full, paying more getting, than sixty a month, full, full and going speed full all speed. The way. Yeah, so they're kind of giving with one hand but taking with the other in mm. this case. Now, the other telcos haven't responded to this. I don't know whether they will because there are now so many plans with such. If I say to you, I'm going to give you sixty gig a month, that's like having unlimited data. You're yeah. not going to use sixty gig no, a month. No. So I'm not sure whether other telcos are going to respond. Uh, in this instance. Optus still have plans with 60, 80, 100 gig, and that's good. they're going to run as fast mm. as you want. But in this case, I think it just looks good, sounds good. Don't know whether it is good, though, if you're, if you're a heavy data user. Yeah, I think in the end they're going to have to respond because the words unlimited mobile are going to, going to re- resonate with people. Yeah. And most people won't know about the catches. Most people probably mm. won't notice the catches. They'll just think it's rubbish for that moment. Yeah. Um, and I think in time they'll have to respond, and I think it'll be interesting to see whether the response comes from your... MVNOs, you know, your Kogans and your MASIMs, or whether it comes from the top at, at Telstra and Vodafone. Interesting. I, don't, I, don't oh, I would have thought Vodafone yeah. would be the best best candidate. Maybe. To, they if you may have taken man, the bait, you reckon? <clears throat> if you're a betting man, I would have said they would have gone first. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think, well, like I said, it's it's like, you know, when you were saying Aussie Broadband give you, a, what, a 1,000 gig a month? Mm. I know they offer unlimited now, but 1,000 yeah. gig a month's a lot. Yeah, and and that might as well be unlimited because you're probably not going to get near it. Like I think, I'm on a 36 gig month plan on vote with Vodafone. Yeah. I don't get anywhere near that. Yeah, I think that's what the telcos know, and so I think that's why they can easily say, like Optus can say, if you're heavy users, they basically say anyone that's using more than 100, pff, throttle. Yeah, them. well, that, that's that's probably a better approach because the words unlimited, you think it's it's like how many people can respond to this? It's like when you go to an all you can eat buffet. What's your mindset? You're thinking, I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to have a crack. Potato here. skins. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, you have a go. You see people coming back with mountains of food well, on their take plate. take it easy. Exactly. Just go right. back. So if you're here unlimited, you're going to think, wow, I'm going to really go to town with this. But like you said, I reckon a better scenario would be, okay, you go over 100 gig, then you're doing pretty well. We're going to sort of give yeah, you yeah, a yeah. speed limit. That would be the better approach. All right. Well, so, uh, Optus Unlimited Plans, details at techguide.com.au. I'd be interested, Stephen, in people's feedback. Uh, totally. Jump on the Twitters, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Phoenix, hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. I want to know, what are you paying and yeah. how much data are you getting? I think there, were, there was a survey that your mates at Finder did where they said, uh, what are you willing to pay for unlimited? And I think the the answer was fifty three dollars. And I think Optus well, came in at sixty. I don't give a rat's about the survey. <laughs> I want to know what people are paying, how Some much they're getting, and if you got time. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> what? Oh I'm right. So sorry, experts, I just realised too. Yeah. Experts quoted um, in there. <laughs> yeah, I quoted him in my story. How much? Oh really? You yeah. gibber. Um, how much are you paying? How much are you getting? How much are you using? Yeah. Ziggy Zaggy the hashtag at Trevor yeah. Long. At so Steve what is it? How much you're paying? How much you're getting and how much you're using. That's so it. cost, what your limit is, and how much you actually use. I think I've said that now. That's good. I just you have to explain it. You're good? Yeah, fine. People did also just taught me, did he need to explain that again? <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Now, we know eBay is a, a, a I've had great massive place problems with eBay's this week. Really? Why? I bought something for the first time in forever. What did you buy? And can, oh. you, can you talk about it on the radio? Yeah. On this podcast? Um, I don't have it here, but it's a Rubik's. So my son started learning Rubik's Cube. Really? He's good at it. Can I just tell you a little story about Rubik's Cube when I was at school? Yeah. When I was at school, Did I was... Bashed? No. I, I used to... Uh, it was the, the big craze was I went to school in the 80s, right? So the Rubik's Cube was That's a massive craze. Quite old, man. I learned how to solve it, right? Hmm. So uh, the entrepreneur that I was would pay, would get, would offer to solve people's cubes for 20 cents a go. So there'd be a big line of people and I'd solve their cube for them in whatever, a minute or so. By the end of every lunchtime, I'd make a couple of bucks. So 20 cents back in 1982 was a lot of money. Can't wait for, so, for Jackson uh, <laughs> to hear this show. He's going to so, be a uh, little squillionaire. Tell him to, uh, if so you, although not as prevalent as they are. On, on you, no, it's, it's a bit of a crazy It's moment. coming back. On, on YouTube, there's a lot of videos of people doing world records and stuff like yeah. that. And at a world record event, they have this thing where they put their hands on the table. Yep. And then they go, right, boom. boom. And, and it starts a timer when they lift their hands off. Yep. And then they hang their hands down and, and the timer ah. stops. 
41 of these timers. What's it called? So it's a Rubik's Cube pad. I don't know. Okay. It's just a timer okay. thing. I just yeah. Googled it, you know, found it on eBay. So I yeah. push, you know, push it down. It's great. It arrived today. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't bought for so long. It was shipped to SBS. <laughs> That's where your address was. I just went click, 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 and I, I didn't even check. And then it yeah. said, your delivery, Australia Post, your delivery has been picked up from 2064. I went, 206. Oh, man. That's... Uh. So luckily, I still know the good people at the mailroom at SBS. Yeah. Thanks, Benny Boy. And uh, <laughs> it got posted to me today. But anyway, so eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was... Oh, so the problem was it wasn't eBay's fault. It was your fault. Yeah, no. Okay, right. Well, eBay, uh, I went up there to their office last week. Have you been to their office? They've got the best view in the world mm. out of an office looking over it's the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, and they had a, 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 like a, a gathering of buyers and sellers. So they bring their sellers, their consumer-to-consumer sellers. They brought buyers in, and they just basically just sort of talked up of how eBay's are such a community and all this sort of gear. And they introduced a new thing called Quick List. So you think about it, right? A seller who wants to list a product. Uh, so eBay has created this method now where you can list an item in less than a minute. So it, it goes into its massive database. So say you're selling this, what is this, a little JBL speaker here, right? So yep. we've got this little JBL speaker. I type in the model number on eBay and then hit boom, and it'll go into its database, find every one of them that are sold before, give you a recommendation on the price that they sell at, tell you whether you should have it as an auction or as a buy it now, give you all the specs of the product as well, and even images if you need them, and even organizers to, recommends the postage, size of the box, how much to charge, boom, you've listed it. So it goes in and looks at the history of all the products that have been sold, and we're talking mm. millions, tens of millions, and I saw them do Did it in front a, of me. Do you want a JBL flip? Uh, I've, I've already got one. Okay, well, I was going to yeah. say 60 bucks. <laughs> buy it mates now. Rates, mates rates. Buy it now 50. Buy it now 50. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. Uh, and and pick up uh, free pickup as well. So I'm here. I can. Pick oh up. no, I'd probably yeah, charge yeah. you for that. But but it, it just goes to show that eBay is sort of trying to help the seller out because a seller should do what they do best, and that's sell. And if, if they've got more time to list hey, more products, the then, more hey, listings, the better for them, right? Absolutely right. Another really quick thing before we conclude on this one is it was really interesting to hear them how uh, hear them talk about how best to give your product the best chance of selling, and and a lot of it is to do with the photos you take. Hmm. They they gave us a little lesson on how to take great photos for eBay. And, and the tips, which may sound obvious, use natural light, not a flash. Use a nice plain background. Um, have uh, Use your phone to take the thing. Have a lot of photos, like up to 12 photos. The more photos, the higher chance it's going to sell. Uh, take shots from all angles and take shots of the unique details. But also, if it's a used product, capture any defects as well. So that honesty in the mm. listing helps move your items. Good but point. Very uh, very good advice from the experts eBay themselves. And you can find that at techguide.com.au. Well, Stephen, time for some reviews. What are you kicking off with, brother? Well, I'm kicking off with uh, a luxury keyboard. Now, luxury and keyboard oh, aren't yeah. really used in the same sentence, but in no. the case of the Logicraft keyboard, I've got to say, this is probably one of the best keyboards I've ever used. I've been using keyboards a long time, and this is a deluxe Since keyboard. you moved from Slate? Like. Uh, yeah, that was a while ago. But now we're talking, this is a $300 keyboard. So yeah. this is a serious bit of kit, but it is so beautifully designed. And I think they've won a Red Dot Award for the design. Uh, the the whole, the, it's obviously a Bluetooth keyboard. You can connect three devices at the same time. It is compatible with both Mac and PCs as well. And on the keys themselves, they reflect that. So it's actually got mm. both symbols for both uh, systems yep, that you yep. use, which is handy. But the, the actual build quality itself, the, the keys is just pure luxury. The keys hardly make a noise. They're really, really nice travel in them. There's a, there's a little knob on the top left-hand side that could be customized for your volume or switching between applications, switching between tabs on your browser. Really programmable. It's also backlit key as well, so it's really got smart backlight. can even sense when your hands are over the keyboard and it'll light up as well. So beautiful advanced keyboard. This is the craft from Logi, Logitech. Two hundred ninety nine ninety five. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, I published an article this week, my review of the uh, BenQ GS1. Now, this is a $999 
portable projector. But the thing is, mate, it's literally portable. It fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Um, You're now pointing at me right now. It's, it's meant to project oh, yeah. a like a 60-inch screen, but, you know, I could easily project a, you know, 150 here. Yep. Um, and look, you know, in terms of projectors, I've, you know, those little micro projectors. Yeah. I've seen them all. Sony has one. Yeah. They're, they're rubbish. Like, yeah. they're okay in a really dark space yeah. and, you know, up to 30, 30 centimeter yeah. throw kind of thing. Yeah. But this, the idea of this is, you know, great for camping or people who travel yep. a lot. You could literally, because it's got a battery, yep. three, three hours, you literally take this camping and watch movies off your phone. You know, you've got HDMI input, there is some wireless, there's USB. And it's running this weird version of Android that does allow you to flick around and, you know, kind of connect to Wi-Fi. Okay. It doesn't really have a Play Store. You've got to Run install APKs. Yeah. It's not really perfect for apps and stuff. But the thing, oh, mate... Can you I, connect your phone to it? Yeah, just use okay. HDMI yeah, right. is the best way to do it. But the thing I found, and I can't demonstrate it to you here, Stephen, but you know, the what's it called that when, when they adjust automatically to the, to the angle? Yeah, the keystone, keystone is, yeah. mate, it's yeah. unbelievably accurate. That's really cool. The way this this tiny little projector has, it's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've they taken all those standard features of quite solid projectors and just yep. shrunk it down, which is why it's expensive. It's a thousand bucks. Yeah. It's got speakers built in too, hey? Little speakers yep. built in, not great, but, you know, plug a head, plug a headphone jack yep. into a, you know, that little flip for would be nice. better, better way to plug it in. Yep. Great little thing. Does come with a power cable, or, or you can attach the battery. The battery comes off if you yep. want to. It comes with a silicon case that you can mm. use when you if you're out camping or be, whatever. Be good for like a mobile professional. They're doing a presentation. Well, or something totally. Too. It's not. It's not yeah. brilliant in in high light, but yeah. you know you dim the lights. This is this is beating any. But it would work in a bright around. in a bright room. It would works work okay. works fine. Yeah, yeah. For you know, so better a salesperson or uh, or people who love to to camp or travel yeah. and, and also love their content, Lovely. mate. It's a cracker. The BenQ GS One. It's nine ninety nine. Uh, my full review is at EFTM.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, that's it, Stephen. I've had enough of you. Okay, then. I uh, I know when it's time to leave, mate. Now. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back again next week with episode 340. 340. Wow. Oh, nice round number. Should we get a cake or something? Well, it's maybe really wait it. for 350. Okay. Sort of more, Just of a, gives more of a round number. Basically, what we're saying is you've got 11 weeks to organise a cake, folks. <laughs> Between you all, someone, I mean, just a cake. Yeah. Chocolate, mud cake, none of yeah. that fancy stuff. Okay. okay, keep it simple. Yeah, I, I would have knocked that back. Absolutely. See you next week, mate. See you then.